Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You guys know I love and support female-owned small business. And I want to tell you about this amazing new company called Ink and Ivy Collective. She commissions female tattoo artists from all over the world to make designs for apparel collections. She also does interviews with each artist and features them on her website so you can get to know the artists behind the designs. Her website is Ink and Ivy Collective. Don't forget the collective.com or click the direct link in my show notes. Also check her out on Instagram. And from now until December 1st, get 10 to 20% off with her Black Friday sale plus free shipping. So check out Ink and Ivy Collective. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Unconventional Gal, Forging Your Own Path, with me, your host, Jerry Dollface. My boyfriend is in my bedroom doing this really strange dance with a giant Snuggie on and making me laugh. Anyways, I'm very excited because my guest today lives quite possibly the most interesting life out of all of my friends. Her name is Sorel Amor, and I don't have a specific topic for her this week because almost her entire life is unconventional. From traveling the world, to moving to Finland from Australia, to starting her own business all about mastering selfies, to coming up with the most inspirational captions. If you have seen her social media, you know this babe is a special spark in this boring world. So hello, Sorel. Oh my God, that was such a nice intro. <laughs> you know, it's funny. All of my guests have like, they have this moment of pause when it's done because I don't, wow. I don't read it to you guys. <laughs> it's so nice. Oh. It just gave me such a confidence boost. I was like, I'm just like a normal girl. And then, whoa, <laughs> when you say it like that, I'm like, oh, I'm spectacular. <laughs> well, you are not Hi, just a normal girl. You are spectacular. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you. I will make one correction that I moved to Iceland instead of Finland. Oh, I said Finland. <laughs> Yeah, but everything else is like really amazing. So I saw on your social media that you are currently somewhere tropical and it's a secret. So can you I tell am, me now where you are? I am in uh, Zanzibar in Tanzania. So very, very warm. My first time traveling since all of the lockdown happened and I am kind of weirded out by it all. I don't, it's very strange. Like I'm like, wait, oh wait, I'm not in Iceland. So um, a girl that used to full-time travel now it's doing. weird to travel. So we just went through daylight saving and because neither James nor I are traveling anymore, like we used to hop time zones all the time and we never felt any weirdness when we would change. And now our daylight saving has like destroyed both of our lives. Like we can't go to sleep and we can't wake up and we're tired. And it's just like one hour's time change. I know. I hear you as well. I'm like only three hours ahead here in Tanzania and I legitimately have the most intense jet lag and it's very weird, <laughs> but it's good. I'm like falling in love with stability again and just being still. It's a new lesson. It's a new chapter in life and just trying to embrace that as much as possible. But it came to the point where I had to come to Tanzania for work and also thank God for some sun because Iceland's about to go into like two hours worth of sunlight a day. Yeah. And that's depressing on top of a depressing year. <laughs> I mean, even here it's getting dark at like five and I'm like, 
I can't get out of bed. I, everything's terrible. <laughs> like, I can't imagine dealing with that in Iceland. <laughs> Iceland is intense, man. But it's again, so more beautiful. lessons from that. You just go internal. And that's why there's so many musicians and writers in this country because there's nothing you can do in winter except for be creative. Be creative. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's kind of like mm. quarantine. It's kind of the same yeah, idea. I've never made more funny life. TikTok videos in my life than when we went into quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I started watching TikTok for a second, but yeah. it's addictive and it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're crea- the, whoever created that app is a marketing genius. And, and a monster. All at the same time. <laughs> True. Okay, so you and I are catching up. So Sorel and I haven't seen each other for like over half a decade since before she moved to Iceland. And so we're just like, catching up like friends but i forget sometimes that this is a podcast so the people listening are like who the heck is this girl well hopefully some of our crossover and some of your followers are here too but just in case they do not actually know who you are and what you do tell me just a little bit or tell them just a little bit about your journey as an influencer and how you kind of came to be well i was working as you know because the last time we met was on set of a photo shoot. Um, I was working at Sherba Birdie Photography as a photography intern, which was strange in itself because I come from a business background. And all of a sudden, I just, when I was meditating for 10 days during Vipassana, I got this like hunch just to call my friend Sasha and say like, hey, can we do a, can I do it? Can I be your intern, photography intern? And for some reason she said yes. And so this kickstarted my journey of being a little bit more creative instead of just business-minded And then I, again, my heart just says, go to Europe and live in Europe, buy a one-way ticket and go. And it was devastating because I thought I had my perfect life set up in Australia. Um, I had everything that I ever dreamed of, making more money that I could imagine, working in a beautiful job. I met someone that I thought I'd be with forever. And I was like, I have to leave it all because my heart is telling me. So that was really painful. But how it all panned out was I was just in Iceland sitting doing nothing at this in this cabin and as you do in Iceland <laughs> yeah, exactly, doing exactly, as you do, exactly you do nothing <laughs> during winter so I was sitting there with nothing to do and um I always remembered that I wanted to do YouTube so I I picked up a camera and I started making these really lame videos interviewing a horse isn't they, an example first of, of all they were not lame because I remember watching them and you literally are the only human that could make a video interviewing a horse and everybody would love it because you're like just so <laughs> sweet and fun and all you have to do is smile and like you're everybody's best friend <laughs> oh my god that's so nice because then you look at my timeline and I'm so serious on my Instagram I feed, know it's, like, it's so yeah. funny your feed because you're so like sexy and serious and contemplative <laughs> I'm like man if these people just like hung out with her for five minutes in person you're I mean you, it's coming across your personality it's, on the podcast but it's funny how sometimes our our so online weird. personas are I, I got sucked into this strange haze of doing things for the algorithm instead of what I wanted to do for real. I mean, I enjoyed the journey. and I'm grateful for it. But now I look back and I'm like, I can't post again because what am I going to post, post my ass? I'm going to post a <laughs> serious, like posy posy photo. And I just, it doesn't feel like me at all. So I'm trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> well, but it's, it's still so beautiful and it still is some sort of part of you, but I get it being sucked oh, into the algorithm. Like you see a post, get tons of likes and comments. And then you're like, okay, I got to make eight more posts just like that one. <laughs> I'm, again, I'm grateful for my photos. I'm grateful I did that journey, but I think it's just not representing who I am and just I'm a, I'm a fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all are really at the end of the day. <laughs> so uh, for those of you that are listening that don't know what we're talking about in her like sort of serious selfies and butt photos, <laughs> um, Sorel kind of made her 
claim on Instagram doing selfies, but they're more self-portraits than like holding the camera yourself. And it looks like you just have a photographer following you around in your whole life, but they are all selfies. Your Instagram is at Sorel Amor. Yeah. So it, your her social media links will be in my, in my show notes for all of her social medias and for YouTube and everything. But it's just such a beautiful thing because I am just to hold my camera, get some good light outside and like take a picture so people can see my makeup. Mm-hmm. I'm not so fancy <laughs> with the, I'm, tri- I'm actually, you have inspired me to start getting better with the tripod stuff to take pictures of my Ooh, outfits, yeah. but nice. it's, I love that. It, yeah, it's still not anything like your, your Instagram game. It's, yeah. it's so beautiful and it doesn't matter that it's you or that it's your butt. It's like, honestly, your butt <laughs> is beautiful. If I had your butt, I would take pictures of it's it all day long. Nice. Also, I put my butt towards the camera, so it made it look juicy, juicy, but it's not like that right now. So <laughs> 2020, I, I haven't been exercising. <laughs> but that's the, I guess that's the fun thing with what I've done. And I'm, I, again, I'm not sad that I went through this journey. And it's not that it's gone forever, but I'm just trying to find a new version of myself. But it, it has given people the option to take control of their online image, which in today's world has been quite important to present yourself in a certain light and also play around with your confidence and figure out who you want to be and and showcase your best features or learn to enhance your best features so you don't have to feel so shit around yourself comparing to people that have the amazing studio photography so you you can rebuild your self-esteem and promote your message, promote your business or whatnot. There's a lot of benefits to the advanced selfie. So, yeah, I'm grateful for it, but I think I just want to slightly advance it and change it and mold you know we're all okay to change and grow in life yeah and we evolve I mean I can't be cherry doll face forever I mean I I still have that moniker because that's where all my followers are but you know I'm not like Miss Brock really seen queen anymore because my life has evolved kind of out of that and that's okay and I think that's the thing too is if you have those tried and true people that follow you and like what you do that they're going to stick around for whatever phase Mm -hmm. you go through in your life the thing is just being true to yourself is going to keep that Momentum. Yeah, otherwise you get depressed anyway but by putting out work that you're not inspired by. And yeah. then your followers are like, oh, this person's boring now, so I'm out. So you might as well just do what you love. It's your personality in the end. That's really what it comes down to, I think. I, I think one of the things that like probably really jump-started your following as well was the travel contest you won, which was really funny because I wanted to enter it, but I had already had what? a tour scheduled. And it overlapped with the dates. And so I didn't enter it. So when I saw you entered it, I was like, yes, somebody I know. So I like voted for you and I was all about it. But like, tell us about this, this travel contest thing. Yeah. So when I was doing YouTube for a few months, I I was lucky enough to meet like this big German YouTuber and we became friends and she helped me grow to like 80,000 subscribers from not much to that. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. My life is made. (laughs) And (laughs) And thanks to that, I think I got an audience and I I saw this travel competition and um, I was feeling quite down in Iceland at the time because, you know, darkness in Iceland really gets to you. And so I was feeling pretty shitty. And this competition came in. My brother was like, hey, we should apply. And so I really took it literally. I was like, I'm doing this. Out of 17,000 people, I won. And I did it in three months of, of doing that, getting paid to travel and creating. It was so much work. Like, it was so much work. I did mm-hmm. not, I had one day off in three months and I know that people are going to be like, Ooh, you got paid to travel, but it was so intense um, with a jet lag and, you know, having to cover four videos a week, 1500 photos a week, uh, two articles a week oh <laughs> for three months straight. It was so it, it took a lot out of you, but. So the I'm contest so it. was, it was three months. It was mm-hmm. you alone, but you could have people visit you, right? Because I remember your mm-hmm. boyfriend came at some point. And then how many countries slash cities did you visit? 
uh, I think it was like 13, 17, 13 countries. And like the places she was staying were like beautiful villas with private pools. And like it was, Mm -hmm. it was absolutely incredible watch. I was so jealous. I was so mad I didn't enter, (laughs) but I'm so glad you got the opportunity instead. (laughs) And your content was was probably way better than mine would have been. (laughs) No, it it was amazing. It was such a nice experience of the first time in my life, I think, of being okay to acknowledge that I wanted to see what it felt like to experience luxury things because my background wasn't luxury. We came from a really quite a shitty background, I'd say. I thought I didn't care. I thought it wasn't important, but it sparked this appreciation of beauty in the world in me. It doesn't have to come with a giant price tag by any means, but seeing that you deserve to also have those luxurious, beautiful things. And I I didn't have to have this attitude of like, that's only for lame people. It's like, no, I want to experience the best of life as well. And this was such a lucky experience that I got to do this and it changed my whole trajectory of my life and who I am and what I seek in the world. So, Well, and you appreciate luxury so much when you don't live in a luxurious life. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of it is that you're not taking any of that for granted. It's not like somebody that already lives in that and then is like, oh, yes, a butler, Mm, whatever. Like You're like, (laughs) oh, my God, a butler. (laughs) And I think that was what was just such the magical thing of watching you go through it was not only like if you guys see Sorrel, if you ever see her speaking, you like I was saying before, your smile, you just have like the biggest, widest, most contagious smile. And it was like almost like childlike joy when you would show like you going into a new place and like jumping around and running around and like it it made it fun because I feel like we all identified with that as people who also don't get to live that life of like, that's exactly what I would do versus like, yes, now here's my fourth bedroom. And blah, you know what I mean? Like how normal influencers act like that's just normal life. Dude, I, I'm just so pissed off at that boring trend of like, look at me. I'm living this life And all this life. shit I own that it means nothing. It's one thing if you get something amazing and beautiful and you want to share it and be excited about it. It's another if you're like blase about... I know. Like, I've got my fucking expensive watch and my car and my bitches. It's like, whoa. Um, <laughs> my bitches. <laughs> I mean, and, I'm excited I, about my bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the, yeah, the culture of just like more, more, more. I think the thing is there's no, there's nothing wrong in taking joy in that stuff, but it's also having perspective to know that it comes and goes and not to sort yeah. of balance your whole life on that. Agreed. I love that. I love that because things can come and go and it's fluid and, you know, there are moments that it could disappear, but that's just another stage in life and you can learn. It doesn't make you a failure. You know, we all go through ups and downs and successes and wins and then failures and that's how life is. It's meant to teach you this way. So. I think that's the other thing too, is not measuring your successes and failures monetarily. Like, yeah, just because you have like all this fancy stuff, like, but are you happy? Because if you're not happy, then you're really not successful. And I think people put a lot of weight on monetary stuff for happiness yeah definitely but I also understand because we're fed in the media that this is what's going this is the most important Uh, but yeah society pushes this on us thinking that this is going to make people happy and so forth so I don't blame people for getting caught up in this journey but honestly I think it's community and contentment and contentment I was just gonna say contentment yeah 100 percent. yeah so you obviously won this contest you went to Europe you were living in Iceland already, though, when you won that contest. Well, I wasn't actually living there. We put all, oh. when I started traveling, my boyfriend, like one month me being away, he packed up our whole whole house and put it into storage. And we had that storage for two years. So we weren't actually oh. living here. We were just traveling with backpacks. And so that was about two and a half years of doing that, which was very intense. Mm-hmm. And we were, last year in November, 
we were meant to be living in LA. LA. I was there for three months. And I know, and we didn't was, see each other. It's so I stupid. Know, what the heck? <laughs> I know. So we were meant to live in LA, but then we came to Iceland in December the, just to buy an investment property and just to get our stuff out of storage because I wanted to have a little house here that I could Airbnb and come and visit whenever I wanted to. But we just happened to... <laughs> freaking universe does weird funky things this perfect beautiful house that we both loved and it was a lot more expensive than what I originally planned on paying for like a little Airbnb so Mm -hmm. we just decided to stay and move out of LA and then lockdown happened and I was like well that was good timing (laughs) so just by chance we ended up back in Iceland and I specifically said with Iceland living there again because it is a hard country to live in I said only if I have this as a base and I'm still going to travel yeah. <laughs> and then lockdown happened and it's well. been really hard, but also <laughs> very thankful that I've gone through this deep internal healing work of being just so sad this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hopefully it cycles. I feel like those kind of things happen in cycles and hopefully this sad cycle is not too long, but yeah, I talk about mm-hmm. depression a lot in my podcast. I have bad depression. I actually have seasonal depression, which is a lot of the reason why I feel like I can't leave LA because I get sunshine year round. Even just these, this, the daylight savings, it's getting dark at five. And just that is enough where I was telling James the other day, like I'm feeling the darkness creeping in. Like I'm feeling the, like, can't get your head above water and life is fine. Like COVID's happening and there's stressful things, but like personally I'm content and it's hard to battle depression and bad, sad, horrible things especially against the elements. and mm-hmm. <laughs> It makes it so much harder. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, I experienced my first ever depression um, when Iceland robbed me of sunshine, I guess. <laughs> and I was here. And so I hadn't, I didn't understand what it was and, and, and so forth. And it was a short spurt until I actually hit sun. So I realized how important sun was for me. I thought I was done with it. And then it came up this year again. And I was just I don't know if I, it was depression or just feeling depressed and, but I just had to welcome it and just be like, okay, I'm going to learn something from it. And you can't fight it. You kind of have to just. You have to roll with it. You just have to let it. Yeah. You just have to let it run its course and just settle into it and don't Mm -hmm. let it overtake you, but just like roll with it until one day you wake up and you're like, oh, okay. Like I feel a little better today. Yeah. So you're saying, you were saying that you're kind of over this whole advanced selfie. So that's kind of been your trajectory the last few years with Instagram and everything. But you, you said that you're kind of changing direction. Did I understand that correctly? Is there something else coming in your future? Yeah. I mean, I, like I was just looking at my YouTube channel, like maybe an hour ago, funny enough. And I was looking at how it all started and it started with travel and it was going travel, 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 and, you know, digital nomad insights and how to work online. And then uh, for some reason it just switched into photography because people were asking me more how to take these photos that I was taking by myself. I just turned my channel into this and I was pushing it. I enjoyed it for a while, but if I think it's just going back to my roots, you know, like now that I've lived this really unconventional life and I can reflect back and say like, whoa, I have not followed anything normal in my entire life. Like I almost want to just kind of encourage people more wherever possible to break out of societal expectations and just try Mm -hmm. because I know it it's worked for me and it's you know taking those risks have have paid off massively for me and if I can just encourage one or two people to consider you know living in a different 
a country for a year or so, I think that would make a huge difference in people's lives because, you know, living somewhere else teaches you a lot more about yourself and the culture and the world and compassion. So mm-hmm. to encourage people to take that first step, which can be petrifying, but it's what I know. It's my expertise. This is, I can't comment on anything else, really. This is what I know and what it's worked for me to live this life. Sorrel Amor, motivational speaker extraordinaire. That's- no, no, not motivational. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> like step by step, maybe guidance. I guess just constant inspiration to be like, hey, yeah, like this is. I mean, step by step, this is what I did. Like to try to take the fear out of the first step because that is, it is, it can be the scariest part. So maybe change motivator instead of motivational Ooh, speaker. Change. <laughs> It, I don't know. Well, it, it, whatever, <laughs> whatever the title is going to be, I like it. I love it. And I love that you're on my podcast because my podcast is all about trying to live some sort of unconventionality in your life, yeah. whether it's, you know, how we do full top to bottom or if it's just one little corner of your life. So that kind of leads me into my next little segment. I do this with every guest I have. I ask the same three questions. So the first question is, and this is going to be kind of an obvious one for you, but what makes your life particularly unconventional? (laughs) What makes my life unconventional? Just wanting to experience as much of life as possible. And I think it all come, came down to thankfully just questioning, questioning everything. Like it's like, Hey, get a job and stay in this job. But but why? <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I think I always took the, the times where things just didn't sit right as a change time. Yeah, I don't know if I answered that, but everything's been unconventional. No, 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 you totally <laughs> did. And that, that was a thing. I, uh, I don't remember what it was. I was talking about something unconventional, as I do. And mm-hmm. um, I was just saying the number one thing is just to be brave. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes mm-hmm. for anything unconventional is just be brave. Like follow your gut and be brave. And it's going to lead you somewhere. And then if it's not the right path, then you just switch trajectory and then you go some other direction. Yeah. Yeah. And at least it, um, even by taking a chance and it not working out, you've learned something. But I always, you know, I sit on this question so much because I I do want to know what is it that makes the difference between someone that takes that step, the petrifying step, and someone that doesn't. I always, I'm trying to break that down because that, tiny moment in time will change your whole life if you're if you're scared if you have butterflies and you are petrified but so excited at the same time that's like the time when you have to make that huge decision Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are too afraid and they sit back and say nah it's too scary it's that like we're force-fed from the time we're young that we need stability that stability (sighs) is like the number one path to happiness like we have to have a stable job with benefits and we have to you know have the partner and the house and the we have to own our house and we have to own our car I think that's the thing especially in America is that we're just like fed that that that's what we Mm. need and if we don't have that it's unknown and it's scary I just want to point out a lot of people are going to be like oh but you know a job is really great for a lot of people especially in this time especially if you have kids and that's the thing I talk about a lot in this podcast is that I don't have kids so a lot of my experience comes from not having to have that stability for little humans. So I think that definitely changes a lot of people's perspective, but I do think there's still ways around it. Yeah. I just always say like, I can't speak for every person in the world. Like I can only speak to the people that have a similar, similar possibilities to me. So Mm -hmm. you can't inspire everyone with everything you do. Like it's impossible to be everything to everyone. Yeah. So we can only speak from experience, I guess. On the flip side of that, which will be more difficult for you, what makes your life (laughs) conventional? Oh, shit. You're engaged. 
That's pretty conventional. Uh, well, I proposed, so that's <laughs> well, that's unconventional. But let's not talk about unconventions. Yeah, I own a house, which was also amazing, and it's in Iceland, on the other side of the world from my family. So slightly unconventional. I know you I keep bringing I'm, it. I'm, back. Like, I'm not. A, I have a steady online job for five years, <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I just try to like. I'm not against unconventional things. I just try to sprinkle them with a little dust of unconventional so yeah. it doesn't have to be a dramatic change at all but just slightly different is kind of cool yeah that's the way that's that's the way of me too yeah. okay so last of my three questions that I ask everybody you know that I'm all about positivity and I like to help inspire positivity in other people and I think sometimes we uh don't take enough thought in the positive things happening in our life especially like you said you're mm. going through a really sad time so I want you to personally to name three positive things in your own life right now big or small okay this is gonna go completely against you what you just said but (laughs) positive things is the first one for 2020 has been being sad (laughs) okay well if that is doing positive things for you then that's great yeah because I finally learned that um I can't be angry at myself being sad I can't be sad that I'm sad it was just like oh I'm sad and I had to embrace being sad so I also love to embrace you know all sides of us um because I think we are somewhat forced to think that we are meant to be positive all the time but it's so hard to do that so no way I have days where I'm like fuck this and fuck that and that girl's shoes are ugly and this sandwich is gross and (laughs) yeah I mean I don't say that out loud I would never say that to the girl (laughs) whose shoes are ugly but yeah we're not we can't be positive all the time that's not yeah like embracing embracing the sadness has been interesting I, I just, I'm thankful that I'm alive, you know, and That's it comes great. with all of its challenges, but far out, thank God I'm breathing and I mm-hmm. get a chance to live. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's, yeah, again, it's hard, but like I get to smell the air. I get to, you know, kiss my partner maybe and taste delicious food in my mouth. So I think that's just like the smallest things. Everything else is just a bonus. I mean, and being alive the, really isn't the smallest thing. I think that's the biggest. Yeah, thing. I know. It's pretty, pretty big. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And um, the last thing I would say is Something I really love kind. humans. Humans? I just I love that. Yeah. I love humans too. Yeah, I think they're cool. I mean, we get a lot of slack for being like really rude and hating each other and all that. And, like humans are shit and they're destroying the world. But yeah, at the core of humanity, we're trying to do our best and love each other and take care of each other. And we just want to be loved and appreciated. So it's it's interesting to watch humans do their human thing mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way. So I just want to give credit to being human and with all that all the with all the faults that it comes with as well. Big ups to humans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I took questions. Actually, um, so many people asked where you were. So I mean, by the time ah! we're listening to this, they'll already know. Hopefully, do you have a plan of when you're going to tell people? Uh, I thought about almost telling people now, and I was like, nah. I don't know. I kind of like not telling people. I, I love it. It's it's mysterious. It's sexy. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first question is from, oh, by the way, anybody that submitted a question, all of your uh, usernames will be in the show notes. So if I butcher how you say this, it will all be spelled correctly in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And also for future reference, if you are listening to my podcast and you want to submit a question or a story for anything in the future, please follow me on my socials. My socials are at the cherry doll face on pretty much everything. Again, along with Sorrel's links, there are links to all of my things in the show notes. Okay, so Alexis Kunzelman asked, did you ever struggle with lonesomeness when traveling? How did you cope? Oh, yeah, totally. Very lonely. Um, I overworked myself. <laughs> um, and I just took it as a time in my life where I'll get the chance to be 
lonely because now in hindsight, I, I'm with my, my partner almost all the time and I loved single life. I loved being by myself so much and that's no longer ever going to be a possibility, which I'm also thankful for. But mm-hmm. loneliness is, is not something that's going to last forever and it's something that should be really embraced because it's not going to be there forever. So, um, but yeah, I definitely overworked myself and just try to keep myself busy if it happened, but then I'd snap out of it and be like, well, I'm traveling. So it's still Mm -hmm. not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing is, I mean, traveling alone is lonely, but you do come across people. Then it it makes those moments when you connect with other humans so much more special. Yeah, totally. And it's really good for a period of time because it's like you always see the best of people. Mm -hmm. It comes a time when you want the deeper connections and that's where I think the loneliness comes because you don't have the the capacity to go – actually, is it true? I don't know because even people on my travels, I go really deep if I find the right people. That's what I'm saying. Like when you you are traveling and you do have those moments, when you've experienced that intense loneliness and then you get that moment of connection. Like when I met you and when Mm, I met Sasha and like going out and having our girl time or the the day we went to Bondi Beach. Like those moments Mm. when you're lonely and you're traveling – are so monumental in your life. Whereas if you weren't lonely, it wouldn't like, I don't think that I would feel the connection I feel with you and Sasha if I hadn't have experienced so much loneliness when I was traveling through New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. You you don't take it as much for granted. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay. Butterfly Tinkerbell says, is Sorel your real name? And then she said, love you guys. And of course we love you. Oh, bless. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is my real name. And it's it's not short for anything. No, it's just, yes, Sorel. Just unlike yours, I didn't know you was Cherokee. That's awesome. Hey, <laughs> I had no idea. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the Cherry actually makes sense with my real name versus a lot of the pinup world where it's like their real name is like Amy. <laughs> and they yeah. go by Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So true. Okay, so Kaylee B12 asks, what's one thing you wish you knew when you started traveling? Wow. That it wouldn't be as hard as what I thought it was going to be. It wouldn't be as scary. Oh, interesting. But then if it wasn't yeah. as scary, if you knew that, you wouldn't have had all that fun, nervous energy. And that's half the yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even, no matter how many times I tell people that it's not as scary as they think it is, they're still going to be scared. Because the first few times you do it, it is petrifying. And then you get into the groove and you're like, oh, is this it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just feel so comfortable no matter where you go in the world. So I did a whole podcast about traveling alone and I did, you know, questions like I do in every podcast. God, I've said the word podcast so many times in this podcast. How annoying. <laughs> Anyways, they, sometimes people call it a pod and that for some reason annoys the heck out of me. So I oh, refuse yeah, to say that. So anyways, I did a podcast about traveling alone. And when I opened the questions, I swear to God, 95% of them were like, was it scary? Were you scared? Are you ever scared? Are you scared to travel alone? And it was like so many people asking questions about safety. Like if I ever, how do I stay safe? And how, and it was just stuff I had never really thought about. Like mm-hmm. I just travel yeah. and I just do it. And I stay yeah. out of places that don't and, feel and, safe. Yeah. I, I cho- when I, mostly when I was choosing places to travel by, by myself at the start, it was definitely countries that I didn't, that weren't, on the more scary side of traveling. Yeah, you're not going to like Afghanistan in a string bikini. (laughs) Like you have to have street smarts when you're traveling alone, especially as a female. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, my favorite person to follow for that is Lexi Limitless. She's the youngest person to ever travel to to every country in the world. Wow. The Guinness World Book of... World Guinness Book of well Guinness you know Book of World Records. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and you. she's like twenty one or twenty two, wow. and she's traveled to every country. And her videos are very informative on how to travel safe and all that stuff, and how to travel solo because she's a beautiful young female. And so yeah. it's 
yeah, she's had to consider that a lot. That's incredible. I have to check her out. Lexi Limitless. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Next question is by Angie V. Vel, Angie Vel Photos. How did you let go of fear? Speaking of that, I'm scared of following what I want because of the fear I'm feeling. Any advice? I think it just comes down to the regret you're going to have if mm-hmm. you don't follow it. 100%. Because that is going to eat you up way more than, you know, trying it. Because I, I know there's certain things that I've not done in my life. And the regret is just constant. And it's, it just chips slowly away at you, just a tiny little bit more this day and one more little bite this day. So it's like you're actually doing yourself a favor by just getting it over and done with mm-hmm. and just giving it a crack. Otherwise, you are screwed. Yeah, I think I regret more the things I haven't done than anything I've ever done. Oh, even I don't even think about the things I've I've never ever regretted no, anything I've done. That's the thing. Even like, yeah. you know, like relationships that have ended or divorce or mm-hmm. moving or loss or losing friends, like all of it's brought me to here and now and I'm happy here and now. So can't regret mm-hmm. any of that because then it would have changed, you know, it's the butterfly effect. If you go back and change one thing, then it changes your whole life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I definitely the regret of not doing it is just so much more intense and it's just feels horrible mm-hmm. when I moved here from Portland obviously not as big of a move as Australia to <laughs> Iceland but so many people back home were like you're gonna hate it and it's fake and it's smoggy and oh. the people suck and blah. and my thought was always like okay well what if I move and that's all true and I hate it then I just come back and then I know that wasn't for me and then I stopped thinking about it but I yeah. did it and I love it yeah completely and then it's, I always think about it as well like you already know the trajectory of where you're going in life with your current life mm-hmm. so if you try something different it's going to at least shake up your life and it'll, and it'll make you a little unstable and it'll, you will learn and you'll grow and you uh, it's just going to make a better story in the end <laughs> so yeah. your life is going to be much more exciting and it'll be worth talking about rather than like I know where the next five years roughly like what the next five years are going to look like and that's going to bore you. So you might as well make your life interesting because you're living anyway. So you might as well just see what happens. That's the thing, too, yeah. is, you know, some people are perfectly content with a 100 percent conventional life. I think that's the rarity, mm-hmm. but it does exist just as some mm-hmm. people are con- are perfectly content with a completely unconventional life. But I think yeah. most people that fall somewhere in the middle have some sort of malcontent in their life and they don't know why it is. And so that's mm-hmm. where taking the risks, it kind of pinpoints. It's like if you have a food allergy and you don't know what it is, well, you stop eating everything and then you try everything to see what it is mm-hmm. that's reacting. It's like kind of the same idea. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because it can, I guess so. Like if it can just feel like your whole life sucks, but it could be just a tiny component. So yeah, and you just have to like adding or subtracting something could change the whole yeah. game. And then you know what made you happier, what made you sadder and just delete the things you don't like and then increase the things that you do like. Like I, I, I also know when people feel super shit because I've been there as well. It's like everything just feels shit and taking action is so it's much hard. hard work. Yeah. You can't, and you kind of have to, my, for that, I would say get off social media because I've noticed myself social media drain, legitimately steals my energy and it takes it away. So get off social media for a week and you'll have energy again and you'll That's, be able to take action. Yep. I, I just gave that advice in my last podcast, but I did say that podcasts don't count as social media. So please still mm-hmm. keep listening. <laughs> but no, Agreed. it's absolutely true. And I think especially with social media, it's when you're in that sort of ill-content, malcontent, where you don't know what's wrong. and Looking at people's perfect shiny lives on social Mm. media just makes everything feel worse. And it just makes, it it drains your motivation. Mm -hmm. Completely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was all my questions. And that 
is the podcast. I told you it would be quick and easy once we got started. So thank you so much for chatting with me. I hope that you, I know that you will have inspired people that are listening um, to this. And please go follow Sorrel. She is such a lovely, creative, inspiring, positive human. If you like the vibes of what I do, you will love the vibes of what she does even more. And I hope to see you. I hope you come back to visit once yeah, our countries I allow so. people in, in each other's <laughs> you know, space. <laughs> in the future, we'll see what it looks like. But yeah, I intend very much in, on seeing you again. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for having me. It has been a joy. It is so nice to catch up again. Absolutely. So you take care of yourself and I will hopefully see you soon. <gasps> see you. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so hopefully you love that. I love Sorrel. I'm so glad that she was able to come and speak with me. So that's it for this week. Please keep listening next week and keep listening for more exciting guests. If you guys have any suggestions for guests that you would like to hear on the podcast, I would love your suggestions or links to people that might be interested in doing this that have interesting, unconventional lives. So that is all. Don't be an asshole. And until next time, here's me waving like a maniac. Bye, guys.